Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today's reading begins with 2 Chronicles chapter 27. Jotham was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. His mother was Jeshua, the daughter of Zadok. Jotham did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. He did everything his father Isaiah had done, except that Jotham did not sin by entering the temple of the Lord. But the people continued in their corrupt ways. Jotham rebuilt the upper gate of the temple of the Lord. He also did extensive rebuilding on the wall at the hill of Ophel. He built towns in the hill country of Judah and constructed fortresses and towers in the wooded areas. Jotham went to war against the Ammonites and conquered them. Over the next three years, he received from them an annual tribute of 7,500 pounds of silver, 50,000 bushels of wheat, and 50,000 bushels of barley. King Jotham became powerful because he was careful to live in obedience to the Lord his God. The rest of the events of Jotham's reign, including all the wars and other activities, are recorded in the book of the kings of of Israel and Judah. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. When Jotham died, he was buried in the city of David, and his son Ahaz became the next king. We're also going to be reading Isaiah chapters 9 through 12. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road that runs between Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms blood-stained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happened. 
The Lord has spoken out against Jacob. His judgment has fallen upon Israel and the people of Israel and Samaria who spoke with such pride and arrogance will soon know it. They said, We will replace the broken bricks of our ruins with finished stone and replant the felled sycamore fig trees with cedars. But the Lord will bring Rezan's enemies against Israel and stir up their their foes. The Syrians from the east and the Philistines from the west will bear their fangs and devour Israel. But even when the Lord's ang- even then the Lord's anger will not be satisfied. His fist will still be poised to strike. For after all this punishment, the people will still not repent. They will not seek the Lord's Lord of heaven's armies. Therefore, in a single day, the Lord will destroy both the head and the tail, the noble palm branch and the lowly reed. The leaders of Israel are the head and the lying prophets are the tail. For the leaders of the people have misled them. They have led them down the path of destruction. That is why the Lord takes no pleasure in the young men and shows no mercy even to the widows and the orphans, for they are all wicked hypocrites and they all speak foolishness. But even then the Lord's anger will not be satisfied, his fist will still be poised to strike. This wickedness is like a brush fire. It burns not only the briars and thorns, but also sets the forest ablaze. Its burning sends up clouds of smoke. The land will be blackened by the fury of the Lord of heaven's armies. The people will be fuel for the fire, and no one will spare even his own brother. They will attack their neighbor on the right, but still be hungry. They will devour their neighbor on the left, but will not be satisfied. In the end, they will even eat their own children. Manasseh will feed on Ephraim. Ephraim will feed on Manasseh, and both will devour Judah. But even then, the Lord's anger will not be satisfied. His fist was still poised to strike. What sorrow awaits the unjust judges and those who issue unfair laws? They deprive the poor of justice. They deny the rights of the needy among my people. They prey on widows and take advantage of the orphans. What will you do when I punish you? When I send disaster upon you from a distant land, to whom will you turn for help? Where will your treasures be safe? You will stumble along as prisoners or lie among the dead. But even then, the Lord's anger will not be satisfied. His fist is still poised to strike. What sorrow awaits Assyria, the rod of my anger. I use it as a club to express my anger. I am sending Assyria against a godless nation, against a people with whom I am angry. Assyria will plunder them, trampling them like dirt beneath its feet. But the king of Assyria will not understand that he is my tool. His mind does not work that way. His plan is simply to destroy, to 
cut down nation after nation. He will say, each of my princes will soon be king. We destroyed Kalno, just as we did Carchemish. Hamath fell before us, just as Arphed did. And we destroyed Samaria, just as we did Damascus. Yes, we have finished off many a kingdom, whose gods were greater than those in Jerusalem and Samaria, so we will defeat Jerusalem and her gods, just as we destroyed Samaria and hers. After the Lord has used the king of Assyria to accomplish his purposes on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, he will turn against the king of Assyria and punish him, for he is proud and arrogant. He boasts, Be, by my own powerful arm I have done this. With my own shrewd wisdom I have planned it. I have broken down the defenses of nations and carried off their treasures. I have knocked down the kings like a bowl. I have robbed their nests of riches and gathered up kingdoms as a farmer gathers eggs. No one can even flap a wing against me or utter a peep of protest. But can the axe boast greater power than the person who uses it? Is the saw greater than the person who saws? Can a rod strike unless a hand moves it? Can a wooden cane walk by itself? Therefore the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, will send a plague upon the Assyria, uh, upon Assyria's proud troops, and a flaming fire will consume its glory. The Lord, the light of Israel, will be a fire. The Holy One will be a flame. He will devour the thorns and briars with fire, burning up the enemy in a single night. The Lord will consume Assyria's glory, like a fire consumes a forest in a fruitful land. It will waste away like sick people in a plague. Of all that glorious forest, only a few trees will survive, so few that a child could count them. In that day, the remnant left in Israel, the survivors in the house of Jacob will no longer depend on allies who seek to destroy them, but they will faithfully trust the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. A remnant will return. Yes, the remnant of Jacob will return to the mighty God. But though the people of Israel are as numerous as sand on the seashore, only a remnant of them will return. The Lord has rightly decided to destroy his people. Yes, the Lord of the Lord of heaven's armies has already decided to destroy the entire land. So this is what the Lord, the Lord of heaven's army says. O oh, my people in Zion, do not be afraid of the Assyrians when they oppress you with club and rod, as the Egyptians did long ago. In a little while, my anger against you will end, and then my anger will rise to destroy them. The Lord of heaven's armies will lash them with his whip, as he did when Gideon triumphed over the Midianites at the Rock of Oreb. 
or when the Lord's staff was raised to drown the Egyptian army in the sea. In that day, the Lord will end the bondage of his people. He will break the yoke of slavery and lift it from their shoulders. Look, the Assyrians are now at Aeth. They are passing through Migron and are storing their equipment at Michmash. They are crossing the pass and camping at Geba. Fear strikes the town of Ramah. All the people of Gibeah, the hometown of Saul, are running for their lives. Scream in terror, you people of Galam. Shout out the warning of Laish. O oh, poor Analoth. There go the people of Mandela, all fleeing. The citizens of Gibeon are trying to hide. The enemy stops at Nob for a day of rest. He shakes his fist at beautiful Mount Zion, the mountain of Jerusalem. But look, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies will chop down the mighty tree of Assyria with great power. He will cut down the proud. That lofty tree will be brought down. He will cut down the forest trees with an axe. Lebanon will fall to the mighty one. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. And the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance nor make a decision based on hearsay. He will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. The earth will shake at the force of his word. And one breath from his mouth will destroy the wicked. He will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will lie, live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion. And a little child will lead them all. The cow will graze near the bear. The cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. The baby will say, play safely near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child will put its hand in the nest of deadly snakes without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in my holy mountain. For as the waters fill the sea... So the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. In that day, the heir of David's throne will be the banner of salvation to all the world. The nations will rally to him, and the land where he lives will be a glorious place. In that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to bring back the remnant of his people, those who remain in Assyria, northern Egypt, and southern Egypt, and Ethiopia, and Elam, and, Babyl and Babylonia, Hamath, and all the distant coastlands. He will raise a flag 
among the nations and assemble the exiles of Israel. He will scatter the scat- he will gather the scattered people of Judah from the ends of the earth. Then at last jealousy between Israel and Judah will end. They will be rivals no more. They will join forces to swoop down on Philistia to the west. Together they will attack and plunder the nations of the east. They will occupy the lands of Edom and Moab, and Amnon will obey them. The Lord will make a dry path through the gulf of the Red Sea. He will wave his hand over the Euphrates River, sending a mighty wind to divide it into seven streams so that it can easily be crossed on foot. He will make a highway for the remnant of his people, the remnant coming from Assyria, just as he did for Israel long ago when he returned, when they returned from Egypt. In that day you will sing, I will praise you, O Lord. You were angry with me, but not anymore. Now you comfort me. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. With joy you will drink deeply from the mountain of salvation. In that wonderful day, you will sing, thank the Lord, praise his name, tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord, for he is wonderful for all of his wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy, for great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. For the Christian reading this passage of Isaiah, we are very familiar with the words, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. The Lord gives Isaiah this message in the midst of talking about Israel and Judah being conquered. And yet he says that this wonderful thing is going to happen. A Messiah will come. Certainly we know that's Jesus. But the point to think about right now is the fact that God's passionate commitment would make this happen. What a fantastic thought to think about today, that while there are ups and downs of seeing how God's punishment and judgment can happen, God's passionate commitment to making sure that the Messiah would come makes all of this happen. It does not just happen by happenstance or by accident. The rescue that the Messiah would bring happened because of God's commitment to make it happen. 
Centuries later, the Apostle Paul would say, at the fullness of time, the perfect time, Christ came. And he came because of the commitment of the Lord. And truly it happened at just the perfect time. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.